sun expanse. Welcome to the end of the world. Welcome to episode two of the Doctor's Companions podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And Linda. And <laughs> Linda's moving her chair <laughs> over. Alright, so I guess we'll just dive right in. We don't need to introduce ourselves this time. Um, you already know us. Get to know us. <laughs> um, Alright, so we're talking about episode two and three of season one. So, episode two, called The End of the World, original air date, April 2nd, 2005, written by Russell T. Davies. Um, short little summary, the Doctor takes Rose to the year 5 billion to witness the destruction of the Earth. That's very succinct and accurate. accurate. Very short description, <laughs> very accurate, um, without giving away what happens while they're there, so mm-hmm. that's good. Um, so, we start with Rose is just finally... In the TARDIS, about to go on her first adventure, and he asks her where she wants to go, forwards or backwards in time, and she chooses forwards. Does she right away? Yeah. Yeah. I think she's... I think I'm thinking of some other companion that was like, take me Mm -hmm. here, and then he's like, oh no, let's go further, and she's like, let's go... Sorry. Would you guys go forwards or backwards in time? Forwards. Mm -hmm. Same. Same. Backwards is like... It's the same for me, because I know what happened. Yeah. It's history. I want something new. I mean, I guess history would be cool to live, but, like, it, there's so much more in forwards, Billions right? of years. Five billion years, at yeah. least. Oh, unless it was, like, dinosaurs. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> always dinosaurs. Everyone always, like, they're like, if I go back, it's to the dinosaurs. <laughs> Just because you want to come back and be like, I know what they really look like. Yeah. <laughs> no one really knows that much about dinosaurs. That's true. But yeah, if I had all of time and space to go... I'd go forward. I would be, like... Different time, different space. Yeah. Like, Tammy's them are completely different. Fuck Dickens or whoever they go and see. I don't fucking care about 18th century Cardiff, London, wherever they're trying to go. Next episode. I know. The point is, forward is better. So let's go. Let, let's go. Um, oh, also, fun fact about going forwards and backwards in time. Oh, yes. <laughs> um... Uh, in Doctor Who, uh, going forwards is generally represented by the red wormhole colors. In the opening credits. In the opening credits. in the show, too? In the show, too, yeah. And going um, backwards is blue. And I always remember it because backwards is blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good one. Um, but in the opening credits, uh, you for at least the, this generation of Who, um, it's the TARDIS going through like a blue wormhole, and that's technically going backwards. And then you kind of, it stops, and you circle around the TARDIS, and it goes through red, and that's to represent going forward. And in this episode, as they go forward, you see the TARDIS go through like a red wormy holy, wormy holy thing. Apparently, I talk like him now. So, um, and in the next episode as well, it goes through blue. So it's I, at least up to this point, it's consistent. Wow, two episodes in, it's consistent. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, as far as I know, that was um, also the same representation of those colors in Old Who as well. So I think it's, it's like a serious thing. And they do it later with uh, the Eleventh Doctor's bow tie. Yeah. Changes from blue or red. My question is, what is forwards and what is backwards when you have all the time and space? And (laughs) we, I say like we have to be comparing it to like Rose's point of of heading off with the doctor so because we're saying that's rose is the present 
and yeah. anything before her is yeah. red, and anything after is blue. Well, because that, there's a lot more blue. That's the only way to, I guess. Yeah. Or it could just be relative to where he was. Is he going forwards more? Yeah, I don't Although know. time isn't linear, it's all... No, blue. so it's I don't... like a big ball, Because it's whiny. not <laughs> linear, like, I don't know how you can stay forwards and backwards, yeah. but... And that's why I say they go... He asks her, so I'm going to say they go from Rose's yeah. point in time. Yeah. <laughs> As Tish would say, you have... BR and AR. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so, uh, Linda, this is your watching this for the first time. What did you think about our first trip into the future and into space? I think it was cool. This is, like, the first time we actually see, like, real non-human species. Like, the plastic last, <laughs> last episode wasn't really, like, new to us, but... I think it was cool to see new one, new characters, and like you're on a spaceship, so that's also different compared to like being on Earth. Um, let's talk about those aliens. Yeah, we have the face of Bo. Yeah, who does come back? Giant head in a tank. Giant head in a tank. <laughs> who never? He doesn't talk in this episode. No, he doesn't do anything. He's just there. They do he's mention there. he's the host. He's the host. Yeah. So. Imply that he's important, I guess. Yes. We have the little. He's also the, the biggest, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> the biggest. He's the biggest. He's the host. He is big. Um, we have the little mocks of Balhoon, which is the little blue guy hovering around on his little thing that spits in their face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as his greeting. <laughs> so nice. Uh, and then we have Jabe and the trees, who give them a little sapling yeah. thing. Cuttings um, of her grandfather. Cuttings of her grandfather. <laughs> Um, which I saw somewhere on the internet, like a mashup of Jabe giving the little cuttings of her grandfather and little baby Groot. Oh, and I was like, oh my god, imagine Groot on the TARDIS. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and then we have Cassandra. Yes. The little skin. The last thing, human. So-called last human. Quote, unquote. And then the mysterious things called adherence of the repeated meme. <laughs> Those are the black kick? The black yeah, things the that gave the balls yeah. that were secretly working for Cassandra. Right, so Cassandra said she's the last human because her parents were born on Earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did she say she was, or her parents were? Were they the last ones who died on Earth? But she's well, they were buried. They were buried on Earth, but she's also like two thousand, two thousand years old. Two hundred. What did they say? Two hundred years old. Like, mm -hmm. how old is she? If like the Earth, they mentioned like it's not like a normal time. She doesn't have like a normal time. Uh, yeah, but like span. Earth is like already like in danger, and the doctor says p- humans have been away from the Earth. Like we've moved on a long time ago. So like, well, maybe there was like a pack was, of resistance that wanted to stay well, on yeah, the like Earth. She, or even if it was a few thousand <laughs> years geologically, that's nothing. So she was there a f- couple thousand years ago, and now the Earth is in danger suddenly. Like he implied that they've been gone from Earth for a long. T- Earth has been empty for a long time, and they're just saving it out of nostalgia. Well, yeah. And then Cassandra the, used to live there. The so how is, freaking old? You know, whatever. Mm, yeah. Timing, whatever. Cassandra's crazy. I know. Bobby lied about it. <laughs> number rule number one: the doctor lies. So yeah, yeah he does a lot. <laughs> um, right. So the aliens, Rose. It's like, yeah. you look at them, and they're so alien. And I'm like, they're really not. I think they're... we all agreed on that, eh? Like, they're... Well, like, one of the aliens is just, like, a human painted blue. Yeah. Yeah. So... They're really not that alien. Very different. Yeah. They're all <laughs> vaguely human-shaped arms, legs, faces on top. Eyes, noses, mouths. Yeah. Yeah. They're... In the realm of things, like, 
the way species could look in other worlds, it's very similar to human. Yeah. But it's kind of implied that um, Cassandra said she's less, like, pure human, so that humans have interbred with other species. And because it is the end of the Earth, yeah, that it could be... These are part human. Partial human species. Well, didn't the tree lady say she was... When, like her ancestors she's, were, were on yeah, were yeah. on Earth. Like so human ancestors or tree ancestors? Well, then she got combined with other. Yeah, people. obviously, <laughs> humans went out and had sex with everyone. And trees, like they do. <laughs> trees, <laughs> or probably more likely, like genetic modification went a little mm. crazy. We're just like, let's combine everything. <laughs> yeah. with we humans. would do that. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> be like you're cool, but it'd be cooler if it was human and you. <laughs> yeah. We don't want, like, just aliens. We want human aliens. Yeah. Um, Cassandra, though, is, like, the least human-looking mm-hmm. alien, even though she's the last human, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting way to go about it. <laughs> she's just a piece of, of skin mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. point. And, uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> what <laughs> What makes her human? Is it just... Ancestry that makes her human? Like, does she? I mean, she literally doesn't have room for like a brain, so I don't know what she even is. Because, like, well, she has like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, where, where is her brain being? It's in the box being dragged dragged behind behind her skin. (laughs) Like, I would assume, like, because she doesn't have any of her vital. She somehow has eyeballs and a mouth, but like, and she can talk, but she doesn't have lungs to breathe air through vocal cords, so how is she talking? Flaws. There are flaws in Cassandra's. <laughs> there system. are flaws. Yeah, but we'll ignore that. So science of the future. You don't have to explain okay. it. Okay, it's <laughs> It's who science. Well, um, she's an interesting way, though, just to look at society. Yeah. yeah, and I did read or see somewhere that Russell T. Davis said that he made her as like a commentary on super thin actresses on the red carpet. And yeah. And I mean, they took that to the most extreme. In five billion years, this is what form. we're doing now. Well, it's not just like the like weight issue of actresses. It's also like the age. Like you always yeah. have to be mm-hmm. as young as possible. Yeah, she yeah. stretched herself out so much. She's literally just like pinned in this frame, and then she's like, so she's had like a seven hundred procedure. Seven hundred and one. I'm getting my blood bleached. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, get yeah. rid of those blood lines. Ugh, it's too good. Like, what must she think of Rose, who is actually human? Like, she doesn't even really seem to recognize her. Like, ooh, you look really human. Yeah, she doesn't look at... Because you'd think if she was last human, she'd be like, oh, my gosh, are you, like... Cause she doesn't really know yeah. what humans yeah. are. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's human, so... Yeah. She probably thinks Rose is just, like, some I'm sort of alien. mixed species. Yeah. She just assumes that she can't be pure human. Yes. All right, so Rose is overwhelmed. And then she talks to the doctor about it, and he does some jiggery-pokery on the phone. <laughs> yes, and it's the first time we hear him speak like that, which will be it's hilarious. much more common with later doctors, namely one. Eleven. Yeah. Um, and this is also, like, the first sign that she's becoming a companion is that she gets her phone fixed. That's something he does for all his companions. And the next thing is the key that she gets in a couple episodes. Yeah. I also want to point out that I had the same phone as Rose did. <laughs> super cute little phone. <laughs> it was super cute. And, um, yeah, that made me think of, like, oh, this show was on, and, like, when I was that age, like, 15, 16, when this was in 2005, and, like, what would have happened if I was, like, watching it at that time? I would have been, like, 
Probably could have called closer. her on the same cell phone. I know. I would have been like, oh my god, I have the same phone. <laughs> I'm calling mom. I'm going to call the TARDIS. <laughs> We're also confused about when Rose is talking to Jackie. Yes. When Jackie is. Is it, is it pre-explosion uh, at the shop? Yeah. Or, and, like, Rose leaving? Because she doesn't seem very concerned about mm. where her daughter is. I think it must be pre It must be. I think so. It's the only thing that makes sense with her with Jackie's reaction. I know Jackie's not like the most like, mm. you know, observant. Yeah, but <laughs> I think she's clearly would know enough to you know notice Wonder if her daughter what? had been gone for like a while. Yeah. Well, like in the later episodes, she like confronts Rose, like, "Why didn't you even call?" Yeah. So it was definitely before. Yeah, they're definitely so, freakishly yeah. close. So yeah. <laughs> if she didn't come home one night, she would notice. Well, Jackie relies so much on Rose. Yeah. Uh, too much. Um, yeah. So, Cassandra brings in a jukebox. Yeah. Calling it an iPod. Which. Ridiculous. We think it's <laughs> hilarious, but um, it was all five billion years ago. Jukebox and iPod are only like 50 years apart. That's yeah. very accurate, actually. <laughs> very close. As far as, like, archaeology five billion years ago, we got pretty close on that one. And the place on lovely Britney Spears. Yeah. And, uh, what's that other song? Tame Love or something? Yeah, yeah. Tame Love. I never thought, actually, like, you bring up the point that they did a pretty good job, it's pretty close. I never, I just thought, like, ha, how ridiculous, that's not <laughs> yeah. an iPod. That's <laughs> so the You are right, like, if it's that much in the five future, Five billion that's years close. ago, they got pretty darn close. <laughs> My reaction was definitely like, that's ridiculous. So wrong. So wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why it's fun for the show. Um, that's your point. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I, it was an interesting episode because it brought up a lot more social commentary. Like, the first one was like this weird adventure with plastic, mm-hmm. you know, mannequins. Um, this one between Cassandra and looking at like uh, standards of female beauty and like um, what makes us human. And they also had like a. V- a very obvious class system that, A, was relatable to our class systems mm-hmm. today. Um, but, like, I mean, even just the staff needing permission to talk and, like, it, are you born into that? Is that, like, a species thing? Like, are there are there species classes and some mm-hmm. are better than others? I think it must be like that because mm-hmm. all these Because all the blue ones, yeah, and all the blue servants. ones are, like, <laughs> the serfs or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know. I think... I think, like, that's just another way that in it's relatable to us, and would that happen? Like, is that just a natural thing that occurs in society that we cl- that we class ourselves? Like, yeah, I think that we're, no offense to Russell T. Davies for writing this, but it's kind of a closed-minded way to look at, it's five billion years, yeah. look how much we've changed in a few thousand years on Earth. Like, in five billion years, all these species are doing this kind of old-fashioned, like, introducing you as you come in, and the, you know, it's for, like, the rich and powerful people are coming to view this, and their servants, and all this stuff, and I'm like, really? We're still doing that in five billion years? Yeah. And again, she's like, they're so alien. I'm like, they're literally doing something very (laughs) extremely human with this introducing people and all this fancy shit. Yeah. So, as far as, like, whoa, alien, it's not that alien. It's like, people... (laughs) kind of alien. Weird it's looking weird people looking in humans. a very human situation. Sorry. Yeah. It's not that crazy. <laughs> I don't know. You also like Rose more, though. Like, when she talks to R- Ruffalo, is that the blue girl's name? Yeah. The blue yeah. plumber's name? Mm-hmm. Like, 
just because she's very like, well, that's ridiculous. Why wouldn't you be allowed to talk? Like, I don't know. It's things like that mm. about Rose where she's like, that. Yeah, and she in, does the same in thing. In some way, her naivete is also, like, more right than yeah. the way things are being done. Yeah, she definitely, like, challenges how things work. Yes. In these new societies. A strong sense old of... old societies that she's visiting. Justice and equality within her. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to talk about... Who's next? <laughs> how about uh, the Doctor and Jabe? What did we think about them together? Jabe is the tree lady? Jabe, yeah. yeah, Jabe is the tree lady. Well, when I first, like, saw, like, her and the doctor interact, she, like, comes over and she's, like, asked to take... No, no, first she gives him the gift, and then mm-hmm. he, like, breathes on her. And she's oh, yes. like, oh, how intimate. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess that is intimate. And then she comes over and takes that picture of him to try to, like, figure out what he mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, didn't her, like, little machine thing was, like... Couldn't she do it. it. Yeah. She was like, come on, do it. And it couldn't, like, figure it out. And then it did. And she was like... Oh my god. Yes. Um, I thought he was being very flirty with her. He kind of blew, she was like, is she your companion or whatever? He's like, oh no, like, kind of blowing Rose off, like, no big deal. He does. And he's like, let's go, Jabe, let's go flirt and have an adventure. You're my new companion. (laughs) Well, she, like, called Rose a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) What is this girl for? (laughs) I think about, like, Rose, I think that's a good thing about Rose. Like, Rose is okay to good do things on her own like she doesn't mm-hmm. constantly have to be beside him like and she's kind of like okay you're flirting and stuff you guys go and do that and i'm gonna just hang out and I'm gonna talk to cassandra yeah no. but i think that's a good quality that she has that so she doesn't can... have to constantly yes i mean pl- story-wise it means that they can have like a stories and b stories and and do that sort of thing but it also character-wise makes her like a little it reinforces the kind of the companion is the doctor's equal. Yeah. And she kind of definitely embodies that by saying, I can go in on my own adventure and explore these aliens. You go explore some aliens with this <laughs> You're alien. You're just my driver. Yeah. <laughs> Chauffeur. Brought me here, but now there's stuff I want to talk about. Oh, there's also like one thing that I wrote down. Rose, or like um, Doctor Who... I explained to Rose, like, how the TARDIS is, like, telepathic. Like, oh, it yeah. reads mm-hmm. your mind. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I don't know if I want it reading my mind. I'm like, hmm, true. Yeah, 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 she's very, like, he's like, no big deal. It gets in your head. She's like, what? Yeah. And she kind of realizes. I a choice on this. But... Yeah, but she realizes, like, I just jumped in this thing with this man, yeah. and I don't know anything that's going on, and things are in my head, and I'm in this space station, and I'm being burned alive. Like, so, what have I done? Slightly overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a perfectly, isn't that the reaction we would all have? We'd be like, what do you mean it's, what in, you my mean it's head? in my right? head? <laughs> How deep is it? <laughs> yeah, like, what does it what know? can it see? <laughs> um, I think the translating as like a yeah. plot device, whatever, for the show is really smart. Yeah, it I've saves never a lot of time. That alien, everywhere they go, everyone speaks English, English. with yeah. an English no. accent. But the translating thing makes it like, okay. Yeah, at I'll, least you can jump on board how yeah. far do you think the radius is of, like, the translating powers? The whole town? Um, I think it's just you get to understand everybody, and because everyone you're... understands you. Like, in one episode, they're on, like, a Russian submarine. She's yeah. like, I'm not Russian. The companion's like, I'm not speaking Russian. And they're like, yeah, you are. Yeah, and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, P.S., you're speaking Russian. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it because translates... they're Russian. Yeah, so it, it, I think it has to do with, like, who's 
the TARDIS kind of like has bonded oh, okay. and infiltrated yeah, in the TARDIS. their mind. So you can go as far away from the TARDIS as you want. It can still like do those super. Oh yeah, it's not like a proximity to the TARDIS. It's mm. you like kind of being. It's your link to okay. the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of address that in um, to skip forward the end of this season when the Doctor's regenerating stuff and the translation thing isn't working yeah. with these aliens. And then when he kind of comes back, the translation matrix mm-hmm. is working again. Which kind of is inconsistent because, like, suddenly everyone can understand everything. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like I said, plot device, whatever, moves things along <laughs> pretty quickly. Yeah. Helps pacing, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some issues with the space station and the science of that. Do we want to give... Oh, we were talking about Jabe. Do anything else about Jabe? They're flirting. And then they go on that secret walk together. Yeah. Stroll. Mm. Well, this is the first time that we <laughs> hear the word Time Lord. Yes. And hear that it's amazing that he's alive and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which he has not talked about before. And they then, do a good way of, like, spacing out his backstory. You get mm-hmm, bits and pieces bits. every episode. And then we get hooked. Yeah. And then at the end of this episode, he explains everything. Yeah. Well, well, a little enough. bit. <laughs> I'm a Time Lord. He's I'm the like, last. I killed them all. Or something. There was, a, there was a war. My planet's gone. I'm the last mm-hmm. one. Does he, tell, does he say it's his fault? No. Or he just says... I don't... They lost the war. Yeah, he, I don't think... He doesn't say, I killed everyone. <laughs> no, he does not say that. Because it's meant that we scare her away to know that he's capable of killing worlds. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess if he can save worlds, he can kill them too. Yeah. Like, she knows he loves to save worlds, so she could see that he's kind of making up for that. But yeah, it's it's a very minimal explanation to Rose. But it gives her something. He at least gives her something to be like... Yeah, because at the beginning, she's like, I don't even know where you're from yeah. or what's going on. So he, I mean, like, it's not like he's like, oh, I'm from a planet called Gallifrey. That, like, you know what I mean? But he's just like, yeah, he doesn't oh, want to, planet. he never really wants to talk about his past. No. But he will say that my planet's gone. I'm the last of my kind to kind of explain. This is where I'm at in my life. Like, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> gone. I'm lonely. You're my only friend. <laughs> That's <laughs> really what he said. Let's go do some shit together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this, uh, space station, my issue with it was, like, the shields, how they're, like, coming down the windows, and I'm like, this isn't, like, tinted windows, like, it would have shields all over it. Yeah. The whole and, station would have to be protected. Yeah, from radiation stuff. And then, um, why is it even allowed to take down the shields? Like, no automated ship would be like, this is an option, <laughs> because it fucking kills everyone. So, that's stupid um <laughs> but then they wouldn't be in peril like oh, yes. <laughs> the slow peril of the sun going down the window <laughs> oh my god um so where is the artificial gravity coming from just i yeah so i five assume years that they figured it out i don't know it was i just accepted it i'm like it's been five billion years. They figured out gravity. Okay, we'll just accept. There's some things you have to accept in sci-fi. Everything has gravity. Everything has air, as Earth atmosphere. Well, they built that tank for the head because it wasn't compatible for him, right? He's oh yeah. So he, he had his own special. System. Now that you mention it, I don't really know. Why is yeah. he? In that tank? Why is he in that tank? We get a little. You can't just float around like... <laughs> he's like a fish. He needs to be in water. Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, um, and you were saying, like, they're all different species, right? Yeah, they're so all in this Gravity would be different. I guess if you have an issue with, like, the human gravity or breathing, you'd have to bring, like, your own, like, that tank head guide. Yeah. Like, 
but like <laughs> no aliens ever do. Like, and they're all in a space station. It could have a different combination of oxygen, nitrogen, all that stuff. But the Doctor and Rose are fine. Everyone else is fine. So they must all be from planets with that with same gravity same and that same atmosphere. atmosphere. Otherwise, they would be like, "What's this gravity?" And we're in space stations a lot in Doctor Who, and they all have. I thought in like one of the episodes, like later on, he like mm-hmm. mentions that it's like different than. Am I just making that up? Yeah. I think he does that sometimes. He'll open the door and walk into some place, like, a planet and be like, well, hmm, Earth similar atmosphere. He jumps around Earth similar gravity yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it we doesn't get have it. to You're be like exact, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would probably make something up like the translating thing. Yeah, like, the TARDIS can do anything, right? Oh, the TARDIS can protect you. It's going to yeah. give you, like, a bubble of Earth atmosphere to walk yeah, around. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? Just make something up. I'm going to sonic the screwdriver of the air yeah. and make yeah. it Earth-like. <laughs> or just change your lungs so that I can yeah. really line something off. They'd find some way to do They'd it. They'd find some way to do it. Um, anything else about, about the episode? points of note? Oh, yes. Little things to notice. Okay. So we get our first bad wolf reference. Mm-hmm. And this is one I didn't even notice. Yeah, so. it's be- yeah, it's not really even. It's in there and kind of like background noise kind of, I guess. The little mocks of Balhoon says to the face of Bo, this is the bad wolf scenario. Yes. When shit starts going down, I guess. Which is just the tiniest of teasers. Yes. <laughs> but very important. Yes. Um, they like to slip it in in very small ways like that. They do the same or with the word Torchwood later on. blunt ways. It really depends on the yeah. episode. Um, this is the first appearance of Psychic Paper. Yes. Which she calls slightly psychic. Slightly psychic. <laughs> slightly psychic. I wish. That's the one thing, like, oh, I wish I had Psychic Paper. Yeah. I mean, I know the screwdriver is cool because it can pretty much do anything, but... Like if we're picking things from Doctor Who we want, I want well, the TARDIS. Well, the TARDIS, but I'm saying, <laughs> you can't have this TARDIS. As far TARDIS. as little gadgets. <laughs> oh, yeah, Psychic Paper's pretty cool. Again, just know. a thing they made up to make it to easy make for it them easier. to get in places. Of course. Um, and this is also the first time we hear here Time Lords, and that the Time War is explained to those. Yes. So those are things They're pretty important. Note. They come back. <laughs> yes. Anything else? Any. Um, okay, so when those, like, what are the black... Adherence of the repeated meme. (laughs) (laughs) When they were first giving their gift, did you guys think those were, like, evil right away? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're black hooded figures handing out something. Everyone else is giving, like, a tree or, like, breath or spit or something. They were like, have this mysterious round thing. Take it. Also, their arms look... They're like Everything mean looks looking robotic. Yeah. Arm. Obvious kind of this guy's evil kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And the little spiders that they have. Remind me of the Matrix. They did remind me of that too. The okay. squiddy thing. Yeah, right? That's, what, that's all I can think <laughs> Again, is that the most practical? Like, I was talking about the mannequins in the last episode. That's not really a practical thing to use because humans fall over a lot. <laughs> but yes. these little spider guys have. They just had like four legs, but they were like climbing up all over yeah. the stuff. Well, I'm like, well, it's the same thing with the aliens. Though. Like, why, why are you all bipedal? It does not make sense. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything it, else? Anything you particularly enjoyed or hated? <laughs> specific episode? I enjoyed the doctor getting along with Jabe. Well, it was nice to it's see like, him kind of flirty and like, you know. Yeah, and like kind of. He treated her like he does. 
like pretty much everyone he meets, like he's testing her for companionship. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like maybe Rose isn't the one for me. Yeah, maybe this tree should come with me. It's a little cruel to like right in front of her. He's like, yeah, Jade, let's go. Oh, uh, the thing that bothered me was that the switch that he has to get is at the end of the. At the um, end of the, the like, death fan panel. Yeah. How can <laughs> like, we create on. more drama? Let's make him run through these fans. Oh, and that's, like, another thing, like, you mentioned in the first. He just was, like, letting her die in the flames. She's like, oh, whatever, she can die to save me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone has to slow the fans down. It's not going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they could have done it the uh, other way. She could have. She didn't pass the test, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick this tree lady up, see if she passes the test. Or he was like, you know too much. <laughs> I probably got offended when she was, like, bringing up the war. I know, and he cried. Like, I so know. It's her first, like, real emotion. <laughs> um, Alright, some stuff from confidential behind-the-scenes stuff. This was... Most of the season's special effect budget, something like 200 special effects shots. Very, yeah, 203 CGI shots. 203 wow. shots. It was a very expensive episode. Yeah. Well, I think it was worth it. We needed this big first adventure. I agree. With the TARDIS. We needed it was something smart. big. But they also, they're good at doc- with Doctor Who of mixing CGI and practical effects. Yes, that's like, a good part. For of example, it. like the the blue dude there, they like pull around yeah. on this little trolley. <laughs> That's so yeah, but like Cassandra took up a lot of yeah the CGI. She's and just the mm-hmm. whole. I thought it was really good compared to the first or not the first episode. The next couple episodes with the spaceship landing in the Thames. Yeah, that looked worse than this. episode. I agree. This Sorry. episode, in terms of its quality, was was one okay. of the higher ones of the of early of early new who early new. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. I think the quality was, like, some high and others low. Yeah. Like the painted blue staff members of the yeah. ship. Yeah, that's true. Like, we need to make them slightly alien. Save money on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Just paint them blue, and now they're aliens. Now they're Dumb. just blue people. Um, yeah, so lots of special effects in this one. Our first trip forward in time. Yes. The next one is our first trip backwards, backwards in time. time. Makes Covering sense. all the bases. It makes sense yeah. to do that. I mean... Yeah. Obvious introduction to Although, what like, the TARDIS can why do. Why would you go back in time on Earth if you're going to go back in time? I know, boring. I don't get it. That's my thing. If I could go anywhere, <laughs> it never would be Earth. Be someone new. <laughs> it might be Earth once. That. It might be Earth once to see what it looks like, like way in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we survive? I want to see Earth's future. I don't care about Earth. But past. like, I w- that that would be enough for me. Then I go other places. I always find it so bizarre. So many of the companions want to go back and see meet historical figures and stuff. I'm like. Oh my god, girl, you got all the time and space. <laughs> I know. Get out there. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> all right. Are we done with this one? Yes. Yes. Everything We've made covered. our points. <laughs> We've covered everything. Well, okay. <laughs> one last point. Okay. Yeah. In this episode, Cassandra dries out and dies. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, she's dead. I feel like we're both smiling. Yes. And then she comes back. Yes. I'm like, how did that she's not. She doesn't come back in that skin, though. Isn't she more... She transfers, like, yeah, her spirit she into Rose. No, well, when we first see Cassandra again, she's still, like, stretched out. Okay. Yeah, but my understanding is, like, her, like, the... essence or whatever is, like, tra- is, like 
There was something about the Why teleport. Why would she choose to go back yeah, it to had, that it weird had something skin to do again. with the teleport that she was able to. I don't remember. They, I, I thought they explained they in that explained episode. They probably don't do it very well. It's probably one of those Doctor Who science things where they're like, A clearly, she was able to do this. Duh. But yeah, you think certainly at the end of this episode, I think, you think they she's do that dead. a lot in Doctor Who. People die and disappear, and you think they can never come back, but they do. So not really dead. No one's ever really dead. I mean, you're a fucking time traveler. No one's ever really dead. True. Right? That is accurate. Just go back to when they were alive. Mm-hmm. Although then, you know, he pulls this yeah. paradox bullshit, can't go back my own time stream stuff once in a while. His rules are very arbitrary as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you so let's... You accept a lot if you're going with you. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's... Next episode, we're going to the past. Yeah, we are. Episode three, The Unquiet Dead. Uh, from April 9th, 2005, written by Mark Gattis. Yes. I'm, I always want to say Gastis. Yeah, Gattis. <laughs> Mark Gattis. Who um, is now known more for Sherlock. Yes. You'll, what's his name? Mycroft. My, I always he, forget. He Mycroft. also does some of the uh, like work on Sherlock. No, yes. Not yeah. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> this is his first Who episode. Yeah. He writes a few more. Yes. Some really good ones. Um, but yeah, this is his first episode. Yep. Yeah, he like co-created Sherlock with Moffat, with who Moffitt. will come later, later as a writer <laughs> and then take over the whole fucking thing. <laughs> All right, so the Unquiet Dead. The Doctor has great expectations uh-huh. for his latest adventure when he and Rose join forces with Charles Dickens to investigate a mysterious plague of zombies. Did they actually put a pun in the IMDb yes. <laughs> summary. I That's love it. <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know if these are, like, from BBC official, like, summaries that they put in Maybe, IMDb, yeah. or just someone wrote it, but good one, good one. <laughs> Great expectations. <laughs> Alright, so we're in the past. He thinks he's going to 1860 Naples, yes. which is Italy, right? Yes. That and then <laughs> they end up in... This is the first instance of the TARDIS taking them somewhere different. Yes. Then he, somewhere slightly different than they wanted to go. So he's in 1869. Yes. And it's Cardiff. Cardiff. Which, at first, Rose is like, I don't care, I don't care. And then Cardiff, oh. <laughs> no one <laughs> the likes The first Cardiff. of many Cardiff jokes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but before that, they're in the TARDIS. Yes. And um, I think they're adorable, and they talk to each other, and she's like, oh, it's so amazing, you can go anywhere and do anything. And he's just, like, bragging, like, oh, not a bad life. And she's like, better with two. And then they look at each other with their big smiles. And I'm like, oh, you're so in love. <laughs> and then she like gets... like a friendship love, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's well... It's definitely, like, they're kind of, like, in love. Like, it's infatuated with each other, though. Mm. But just not it's in a sexual It's more life. than a... Yeah, it's, like, more than a friendship, but not... Uh, I don't it's know. It's the doctor. <laughs> yeah, it's, his relationships are never. I talk. I think he is like on, best friends with all of his the next episode. They talk about it a little bit more mm-hmm. when she's trying to explain a relationship to Mickey. Yeah, it's not sexual. He's just an amazing fucking person. <laughs> yeah, and then she gets dressed. Yes, and he says, "You look beautiful." Considering, considering, <laughs> it's like he realized what he said and like took it back. Mm-hmm. But we get to don't let her think I like her too much. We get the first hint of how large the TARDIS really is. Yes. It's not just the one room. It's, when he explains where to go to the closet, yeah. I can't even remember. Down what he says. the hall, the left, second left, third right, up the stairs, up yeah, <laughs> past the swimming pool, blah blah blah. How did she not just get lost in there for like 
He's, we skip over the part where she's lost in there for a few days <laughs> before they can get out of there <laughs> and go find Dickens. Um, meanwhile, uh, we're seeing what's happening already in Cardiff, not with the Doctor and Rose, with the bodies coming back to life. Yes. Yeah. The so, old woman, the grandma. I think this is the first time where we're actually seeing kind of the story starting without us, without the Doctor and Rose. Yeah. And then they come in. They come into that story, yeah. So yeah, they're starting to introduce stories. Yeah, like the cold history. open doesn't have to do with the Doctor and Rose. It has to do with the zombies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time they do that. Um... Alright, so they're there and they're walking around having fun. I feel like I'm just doing all the talking, guys. <laughs> what did you think, Linda? You hadn't seen... Um, first trip to the past. First trip to the past. Okay, I like this episode the most out of the first few so far. I like the zombie taking over. <laughs> they're like ghost zombies? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, like, one thing I noticed, like you mentioned, like, we see... Like the storyline before um, mm-hmm. Doctor and Rose got there, like gra- like Zombie Grandma was on a mission. She was like <laughs> out the front door, like she knew where she was going. Yeah. And she ends up sitting in the middle of Charles Dickinson like a uh, theater, mm-hmm. like sitting very patiently, like a very good zombie. I'm like, what is like the purpose of her going to that <laughs> reading? Yeah, because they say that she's a well-behaved zombie. (laughs) She was good the entire time, and then, like, that one time he mentioned ghosts, she's like, now's my chance to get crazy. (laughs) But that's the thing. She, the old woman, wanted, was planning to go there. Why, the Gelf takes over the body. Why did the Gelf go along with her plans? Especially when they attack people later, so. Yeah, they're kind of like, I'm going to take over your body, but I'm going to let you do what you want to (laughs) do. And then I'm going to come out. Maybe the gal <laughs> just really it. wanted to see Dickens. They were like, what did she have on her agenda today? Oh, I'll go along with that. <laughs> <laughs> New to this plane? Let's see what's going on. I've heard about this Dickens while hanging out in the gaslight. Let's go see what he's all about. Uh, yeah, so the doctor is really excited that people are screaming. Yeah, He would be. He, he runs. He, he runs loves, towards it. He loves yeah. danger. Um, he just... I. Yeah, he's just, he's a joyful p- person. Yeah, he's very, like, smiley. I like this doctor. He's always very excited and fantastic. Fantastic. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. And it's nice, though. Like, I mean, here's a, you know, 900-year-old man who's... He's still excited about things. ...seen everything, and he still gets excited when people are <laughs> screaming. <laughs> so I mean, he gets excited. excited by more than that, but, like, you know, he still finds joy in things. Yeah, so many adventures, and he still wants more adventures. Yeah. Um, so then he meets Dickens, and he's really excited about Dickens, mm-hmm. which I think How is... do you feel about that, Tish? I think it's weird <laughs> that he's so excited about... Dickens or any of these historical figures, because they're important to us in this time because they're our history, but you have every planet's history and future and every time, and you're like, oh yeah, Dickens, I really like your stories. Number one fan. I was like, really? Maybe you just really like Dickens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does it all the time. He gets really excited about Earth historical figures that aren't even that important to us now. He gets really weirdly attached to Earth people that I'm like, well, I mean, they made stuff that, like, lasted, but I just don't get it. He's got so much, and he's so tied to Earth. Yeah. 
I think he was just like pumping up Charles Dickinson's feathers to make him like hang around him for the rest of the <laughs> it's episode. Like, oh, I know you. I'll pretend I really like you. So I have a good story about that yeah. time I hung out with him. <laughs> he loves to throw that in, like, oh, this time with Queen Elizabeth, exactly. or this time with Marilyn Monroe. Like, he likes to throw those around. Yeah. Like, well, you know, he's, he's a, a name dropper. Yeah. Huge name dropper. I find, like, he, the thing, the relationship with Earth, though, is, like, problematic through the whole thing. Because, like, why Earth? Like, why do we keep going back and to Earth? And this time, like, with Yeah. But, I mean, I know, I think we all know, story-wise, it's it's to make sure that we're, you know, we can kind of understand mm-hmm. and connect to it. But all his companions are, like, Earthlings and young, pretty young things from Earth. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, right? But, I mean, I, I suppose, like... As a Time Lord, he looks very human. Yep. Yeah. Isn't it the only difference? He has two hearts? What's on the only difference? Okay. But, I mean, he regenerates. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's There's that difference. difference. But in Lives terms a really of, like, time. yeah. I think bodily function-wise. Yeah. I mean, we don't really know what's going <laughs> on down there. But we assume. I mean, we never hear him say he needs to like go to the bathroom or anything. But he so did eat dinner that one time. He does eat, yeah. yeah. So he doesn't eat grass and Rose and says. Pins. And Rose says later to her mom, she's like, D- "Will he eat shepherd's pie or whatever?" And then she's like, "Will, will he drink?" And she's like, "Yeah, mom, whatever." Yeah, he drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, what have you been drinking with the doctor? So I've I don't seen know. all your like, time. So that maybe he finds like because it's a bit of a reflection of himself. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's you look my like only me, thought. but you're stupid tiny, and tiny. <laughs> <laughs> and you're an ape. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't know. I like story wise, I understand why they do it. I'm just because we are humans mm-hmm. for us. Show <laughs> looking at it in terms of if it was real. Come on, you have so much to choose from. Yeah. Um. Okay. So he gets really excited about Dickens, but then he tells him to shut up, <laughs> which. I think is another example which we've kind of been seeing about he's being really harsh towards individuals and kind of cold um, even though his main mission is still to save the world yeah we see him being really like kind of insensitive to people like he's like Gwen come on let's like help the gal even though she's like worn out and Rose is more concerned about her and he doesn't think humans should be bothered by recycling their dead loved ones bodies like really you don't see like he hangs around with humans so much and he doesn't think that we'd have a problem with that yeah. Yeah? No? Would you guys be okay with that? Well, I guess, like, where he's from, it doesn't, like, once your body's dead, it's like, that's that. No attachment left to it, but... I don't know. It does say later to the gal, like, it would be temporary until I find you a mm-hmm. new home. Mm-hmm. And he only thinks there's a few of them. I get... Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I can understand it when you take that into context. Mm-hmm. And it's, for me, it's like, well, if I didn't ever know about it, and it's not like I ran into, like, you know, my dead grandmother's corpse on the street walking around with a gelf in it. You know, like, I guess... It's too much to explain to humanity. I can understand, like, you know, his thought process of why we maybe should be okay with it, but I'm not okay with it. So... It's just, um... But, like, wouldn't, like, a rotting corpse walking around, like, deteriorate and smell Yeah, they didn't last in the corpses anyway, so... Well, but I thought that was because of the rift, or... Yeah. Like that was just a trick to be like, oh yeah, open the rip. We'll just come rift. in, like hang out, and then they're like, haha, just kidding, we're evil. Yeah, and there's tons of us. <laughs> Take red over. and black. Oh, yeah, yeah. that fire. means danger. <laughs> that means danger. <laughs> and forward. 
Okay. What do you think about Rose and Gwyneth? Or about Gwyneth? She says some stuff to Rose. I'm trying not to what do all you the think of Gwyneth? <laughs> well, like, when I first... Gwyneth was just very, like, following orders, but I liked how she was, like, a little bit psychic, the shining power. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, it's not ethical to use that, because I guess she's, like, mega Christian. And, like, Probably, yeah. Well, for the time then. period, yeah. So... Having superpowers is probably, like, the devil's work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they kind of mentioned that, that people told her to just ignore it. To just, yeah, hide it and stuff. But she can't help it. I think it's interesting that they have, like, two... They're both strong females, but, like, within their own time. Like, when it doesn't have the freedoms that Rose has, but in her own way, like, she's brave and she's powerful and stuff. Yeah, she jumps right on it and, like, offers herself up to help. Yeah. And, like Rose, like, when she's with Rose and seeing what is the future and stuff. She's like, what is this? And she's surprised by it and confused by it, but she's not like, oh my god. She's seen some shit. Yeah. She's seen some shit, She's seen some crazy but, shit. <laughs> you know. Bodies getting up walking around. She's pretty, but like Rose, she seems pretty able to, like, digest things like that. Yeah, yeah. She's such, like, kind of of that time. She has to be, like, just take orders as a little yeah. maid or whatever, but really, like, she's a, still, like, a strong woman who can, like, get shit done, yeah. and she has her own opinions and stuff, but she's just kind of held back by her time, which like, the culture is like... And she's got a little crush on a, on a boy. On, on the butcher's boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got my smile. And butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was so it was cute. Like, they don't look at butts back then. <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. That is so she inappropriate. Like, so inappropriate. <laughs> Um, Gwyneth also mentions, it's our first oh, yes. real, uh, bad wolf re- reference. Yes. She when says the big bad wolf is coming. In Rose's head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, also in Rose's head. Does that mean Rose already knows about the wolf? Or oh, she, she's seeing, like, Rose's she's future. Yeah. Yes. Oh, or this yeah. kind of thing that's, that's kind of in her, her life. Yeah. In, yeah. Because it kind of, the bad wolf thing is from that point. Of the, at the end of the season, going back in time. It's, like, projected back on her timeline, so it's been with her. So it's been with her the whole time, in a way, yeah. That's what it's Even before everywhere. she met the doctor? I don't... Maybe not. I don't know. Because we never... Yeah. See before. It might have had to start with the TARDIS. And then that's why, like, it spreads around, everything turns into... Says Bad Wolf. And yeah. It's, like, a retroactive, like, effect going back on her timeline. Yeah. That's why, like, I should have seen that word a lot. <laughs> Um, Gwen also talks about her parents being dead and then says the same about Rose's dad, mm-hmm. which is the first we've heard about her dad. Yeah, and it plays into a, an upcoming episode. Foreshadowing. That yes. freaks Rose out. She's like, how the, how the heck did you know that? I told you. Yeah, because she hasn't talked about it before. Yeah, not even yeah. to the doctor. No, no mention of why her mom's single mom or anything like that. Now we know. Died. Died. Um, also... Uh, of note, Gwyneth is played by Eve Miles. Yes. I think I got the name right. Yes, you um, did. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she's the first cast member we see in Doctor Who that we will see recast as another character. Also in, named Gwen. <laughs> within, yes. Within the Who-niverse. Yes. Uh, she gets cast as Gwen in Torchwood, which is a spinoff. Yeah. And she does appear briefly in a future Doctor Who episode. As Gwen. As, and they yeah. see her and they're like, oh, doesn't she look like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I thought that <laughs> was, not they, that. it's cute. Yeah. I don't well, like when they ignore that people have the same face. Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> but maybe there's only so many faces over there's time. So many faces. <laughs> you probably know the fans are like too crazy to not mention it. Yeah. Yeah. The hate mail they'll get. That's not can't canon. Deal with it. She yeah. was clearly winning. <laughs> Don't you remember 1869? <laughs> um, um, we will see more characters though. Like they re- they recast. Unfortunately, I don't care. That, bug, that bugs me. But <laughs> get used there's only to it. so many actors in Britain. There's only so many British actors. So <laughs> okay. I'm talk about time. Time being in flux. Because, okay. yeah. Yeah. Doctor likes the to throw that rules. around. <sighs> time is in flux, or time can be rewritten, and then sometimes he's like, nope, this is a fixed point in time. Yeah. It just seems it's very a- arbitrary. He just makes it up whenever he wants. <laughs> he There's seems no to just decide, rules. like, when he wants or does not want to change. Yeah, something. this is like, yeah, sure, the Gelf can come live with us, or yeah, sure, you, we can die here. Like, this is going to happen. The Gelf take over the world. That's totally okay. And then some other little things, he's like, no, this cannot change. <laughs> and then yeah. a future episode with the. Silurians and the humans, he's like, no, guys, this is okay. We can work together, and Silurians will join the human race. And I'm like, what? No. Of all the things that <laughs> Of all the things that's acceptable that's, and not fixed in this, time, like, this oh, is yeah, okay. This, he just seems to, like, know all the time. Like, do you have, like, a list on your TARDIS of fixed points in time? Maybe the TARDIS just tells him. I think There's he's full like of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just using it as an excuse to, like, make time as he wants. I, when he's in well, trouble, yeah. he's like, well, shit, this might go down. Time is in flux, Rose. Yeah. Well, because she doesn't want to, she's like, I can't die, I'm not born yet. But he's like, no, no, you can die. It's like, no, no, no you're definitely going to die. <laughs> you're you're going to die right now here with me in a dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to it. And then... He <laughs> use your words. <laughs> I'm using all my words, guys. I'm doing all the words. Okay. Um, he's like, yeah, we're gonna die down here. Time is in flux. Blah blah blah. And he's just sitting down there, being like attacked. Like, well, I can't do anything. It's not like I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> no, I'm all out of ideas. We're not just like I have here a and magic die. screwdriver. And then fucking Dickens out there is like the gas. Yeah. And he comes back in, and as soon as he says it, the doctor's like, oh, yeah, gas. And I was like, really? And <laughs> he's just having a brain fart. <laughs> I can think of that. But he's always so quick in situations like that. He's not like, shit, we're in a bad situation, give me time to think. He's immediately yeah, he's on it. he's usually on it, and then every once in a while in an episode he'll be like, oh. Maybe he was just, like, generally was- very turned, like, very scared by the gelf or... Just think about anything. <laughs> Nine hundred. He's having a seniors moment. Yeah, breakdown. The point is, is that they be on. Like, I mean, they're legitimately in trouble. If Dickens had kept running. Oh yeah, would they would have died, and that would have been the end of Doctor Who. That's yeah. what you get. That's what I Present, mean. future, past. That's it. Three episodes. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dickens saves the day. Yeah, good for Dickens. Um, <laughs> and then, well, I guess that was important. They wanted to, like, bring Dickens around. Yeah, if we're going to bring Dickens into the story, let's make him a hero, I guess, yeah. is the point. Plus, wasn't he feeling, like, a little bit depressed? Yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit, like, bored with his life and he's his writing. Like, yeah. So you needed this good pick-me-up. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, and then he says, like, um... At the end, he's like, Doctor, you've inspired me. I'm going to go write this crazy book. Which he doesn't, because he dies. But it made me wonder, like, how many people have been inspired by the Doctor to, like, make great achievements, great works of art. 
I'm sure he's touched so many lives. I'm wondering, like, well, and we see him touch so many lives in history and And people people. who he meets before they become really important, like in the next couple episodes, Harriet Jones. Yeah, she becomes, you know, prime minister, golden age of Britain, (laughs) blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Just something to think about. Even Mm -hmm. so, his companions like Martha. Yeah, what is she? Yeah, she goes on to join the unit or Mm -hmm. whatever. The doctor's touched so many lives. Um, I have some issues with the rift. Yeah, we'll talk a bit. The rift. (laughs) I said that the rift reminds me of the Hellmouth from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like it, it's the it's the same principle used in terms of storytelling, where it's like, oh, this one magical place in the world where all of the monsters and aliens come from, so we can have some, so that they can have one like point, which I guess makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm My issue is that in the future, the rift is basically generally Cardiff. They just say yeah. the rift is going through Cardiff. That's why Torchwood starts there. That's why the TARDIS lands there to refuel. Um, but in this episode, it's like focus, like, yes, just under this arch is the weak point, because that looks good on screen. Um, but it's in the mortuary specifically. The mortuary <laughs> in the basement. Can I ask a question? Is it possible that Gwyneth? By opening the rift to let the Gelfin, it started to expand. Yes, maybe because this is—is is this the first time the Doctor hears about the rift? Well, like, well, he implies that from what they in terms say. Of that hearing about it, he's like, "Oh, it's a rift." <laughs> like, it's but, a thing that happens. But did he know that it was, there was one in Cardiff? I don't know, but I'm just wondering—is that possible? That it's, it's all yeah. it's all Gwyneth's fault. She expanded <laughs> it, but then she like closed it that week. Sort point. of. I guess so. I thought because. She was all like, I can't send them back, but I can hold them here, and then blows yeah. up the place. Yeah. So I'm just, maybe that helped? <laughs> I don't know. Blowing it up expanded maybe. it. Maybe. I don't know. But, that's, like, that's my only guess. How did her dead body do, like, the matches? Like, yeah. Yeah. Good she was held, she was kept alive by the rift power. <laughs> that made her get out the matches from her little pocket. Well, it's keeping her... She was dead, but she was still, like, thinking and doing things. There had to be, like, something in her, and she was, like, in the rift. (laughs) Now you're rolling your eyes. (laughs) Mega idol. (laughs) Well, I mean, just landing the TARDIS in Cardiff for the rift powers Powers the TARDIS. TARDIS. It could power a human. That's very true. But, yeah, I had the same thing. I was like, if she's dead as soon as she enters the arch... How does she it was just an excuse to like get rid just of her. Going on the to get rid of her, thing. yeah. It's so that you don't have to feel bad when she blows up. That's yeah. what it is. So that he could leave and leave her there. Yeah, because well, yeah, she was already dead. Need another companion. <laughs> and also, she's he says, "Oh, Gwen, you're psychic or whatever because you grew up on the rift. It's a part of you." And like, uh, is everyone in Cardiff psychic then? Because <laughs> it's so yes. cool. <laughs> it made it sound like you grew up in this like house or like this specific spot with the rift in you around you yeah but that doesn't make sense because if it's only the archway or if the archway is the weakest point yeah i would like she didn't didn't grow up in that house yeah she said she grew up somewhere and then her parents died and then that guy took her took her in yeah to help her her, it's still like in cardiff i think yeah. yeah. They're just a little... It's the first time they wrench in the rift. They're figuring out the rules. The rules get more, um, I guess, more rigid as they, as they know what the rift really is later. Yeah. Well, I think now, though, it's really specific, like, location yeah. and stuff. And later, it's just kind of a general TARDIS and the rift. Mm. They Sorry, realize that, the rift. that specific won't work, you know. Especially if you have a whole yeah. show based around it, like yeah. Torchwood. <laughs> Just general, there's aliens all over Cardiff. Yeah. 
Anything else? Um, in Confidential, they talk about uh, what it's like shooting different time periods. Yes. Um, that is actually kind of more complicated to set it in a period from our past because we know the details, so we have yeah. to keep with those details. And when you go in the future in different planets, you, you get to up. make it up. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's a constant one. And that's why it's more fun for us to go to the future. We yeah. already know. We have a basic... Unless it's dinosaurs. <laughs> and even though, like, you know, we have a basic idea of, of what the past is and looks like. So, mm-hmm. and just as it's harder for them because they have to reconstruct it. Like, the future is just so much cooler because it can be anything. Yeah. You don't have, you get to make up Limitless. Why would anyone go to the past in the Cotardus? I just, <laughs> I'm like, yes, take them somewhere new, different time, different place. Yeah. I agree. So that was our trip into the future and the and past, the past <laughs> in the TARDIS. We've kind of covered both sides. We've been to... We haven't really been anywhere, though. We've been near Earth and on Earth. Yeah, we, we haven't, haven't... We've seen aliens, but we haven't been on an alien planet. planet. And we won't for it. for another few episodes. Yeah, I mean. come on. Let's get off of Earth. you got whole time and space. Yeah. <laughs> let's do this. But do they? <laughs> no, they go back to Earth. No, they go back to Earth. We're going back to Earth next episode. Yeah, and then don't they go back... Yeah, they go back to Earth with a Dalek. They go... I know that one. Yeah, yeah. Too much Earth. A lot of Earth. <laughs> yeah. We can't afford to always be shooting episodes in outer space. But that's the point of the show! <laughs> How boring would it be if, like, the doctor just came and, like, hung out on Earth? Jeez, Tish, take budgetary concerns <laughs> in mind. No, bigger, better, come on. I want space. <laughs> Alright, so that's episode two and three. Future, past, Dickens, aliens. Woo. Cassandra, bad wolf, Gwen. Awesome. Gwen. Rift. Any thoughts so far on the first three episodes, where we're going? Um... It gets better as it, it keeps goes getting on. better. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I still, it's still feeling itself out at this point. I mean, yeah, it's still a kind of example. Yeah, episodes. they're like, oh look, this is us in the present. This is us in the future. This is us in the past. I haven't done anything. Just yet. showing what the TARDIS can do. Yeah, yeah. I, it gets more exciting for sure. Definitely towards the end of the season. Yeah. Okay, we're done talking about these episodes. We need a better, like, outing. Like, we definitely outing. do. We're going like, to work uh, on that. We're, we're going to work on that for you guys. It's going to be great. But Goodbye. if if you, <laughs> uh, you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at doctorscompanionspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just even just email us and tell us that you're listening so we know someone is listening. Someone is listening. <laughs> and Who's your favorite doctor? Who's your yeah. favorite companion? Tell us what you guys think. Yeah. And what... Tell us how wrong we are. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much to talk about. We're probably not even talking about some stuff that people want to talk about. True. True. And you can find Tish on the internet. You can stalk me on the internet, tishjambers.com, or tishjambers on social media. These guys aren't on the internet because they're not crazy. I am. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I do other podcasts and blogs and videos and stuff, so... To, to check me out. <laughs> I'm obviously That's super cool. Definitely our new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week, guys. Yay.